Hey, hey, and welcome. This is the Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Don't let big tech track what you do. Anonymize your web browsing at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Well, today is, of course, Memorial Day. I thought we'd talk a little bit about what Memorial Day means. Obviously, everybody is out having a day off, and many folks are, in fact, paying attention to the nature of Memorial Day and the solemnity of the day and what it sanctifies. And, of course, what it does sanctify is Americans who have fallen on the fields in order to make sure that America remains free which does require us to understand why America is free, what our freedoms are, and, and why those freedoms matter. And in a time when, when those ideologies are under desperate attack, both domestically and abroad, it's important to recapitulate that the Declaration of Independence stands for eternal and true human values, that America's freedoms that have made the world a better, freer, and more prosperous place have been spread abroad and protected at home by the people who died in order to do that. Memorial Day began originally, it was, it was first observed right after the Civil War. According to History.com, by the late 1860s, Americans in various towns and cities had begun holding springtime tributes to countless fallen soldiers, decorating their graves with flowers and reciting prayers. It's not clear exactly when this began, but in 1966, the federal government declared that Waterloo, New York, was the official birthplace of Memorial Day. Waterloo celebrated the day on May 5th, 1866. It was chosen because it hosted an annual community-wide event during which businesses closed and residents decorated the graves of soldiers with flowers and flags. This became Decoration Day. General James Garfield made a speech at Arlington National Cemetery. 5,000 participants decorated the graves of the 20,000 Civil War soldiers who were buried there. And this became very common across the United States. For decades, Memorial Day was observed on May 30th because that was the day back in 1868 that it had originally been served. Um, But in 1968, Congress then passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act that said that Memorial Day would be the last Monday in May. So I I thought that today would be uh, an excellent time to just talk about some of the people who have sacrificed their lives for America. And a huge number of us know people who have served in the military, have grandparents who served in the military, maybe parents, maybe you served in the military. But the stories of, of heroism, the Medal of Honor recipients, they truly are astonishing when you realize that these are the heights that human beings can attain in defense of home and hearth and in defense of American freedom. It's awe-inspiring and, and it should make all of us a little bit more humble about the fact that we get to enjoy these freedoms because others have died for them. So I'm going to tell a few of those stories now. This is the, the story of Ben Salomon. He was a surgeon at Saipan during World War II. Saipan is in the Marianas Islands. It was the site of some pretty bloody battles. According to his Medal of Honor actual description, the regiment's 1st and 2nd Battalions, because he was serving for the 105th Infantry Regiment in the 27th Infantry Division, the regiment's 1st and 2nd Battalions were attacked by an overwhelming force estimated between 3,000 and 5,000 Japanese soldiers. It was one of the biggest attacks during the entire Pacific Theater in World War II. The enemy penetrated the battalion's combined perimeter and inflicted tremendous casualties. In the very first minutes of the attack, approximately 30 wounded soldiers walked or crawled or were carried into Captain Salomon's aid station. And the small tent was soon filled with the wounded. As the perimeter began to be overrun, Captain Salomon was trying to work on the wounded. There were too many wounded. And then he saw a Japanese soldier bayonetting one of the wounded soldiers lying near the tent. I mean, this is how immediate the battle was. From a squatting position, Captain Salomon quickly killed the enemy soldier. As he turned his attention back to the wounded, two more Japanese soldiers appeared in the front entrance of the tent. As these enemy soldiers were killed, four more crawled under the tent walls. Captain Solomon then kicked a knife out of the hand of one, shot another, and bayoneted a third. He butted the fourth enemy soldier in the stomach, and a wounded comrade then shot and killed the enemy soldier. Captain Solomon then ordered the wounded to make their way as best they could back to the regimental aid station. He attempted to hold off the enemy 
essentially single-handedly. He grabbed a rifle from one of the wounded. He rushed out of the tent. After four men were killed while manning a machine gun, he then took control of the machine gun. When his body was later found, there were 98 dead enemy soldiers piled in front of his position. An unbelievable heroism. This is the story of William Hawkins. William Hawkins was decorated for valorous and gallant conduct above and beyond the call of duty. He was the commanding officer of a scout sniper platoon attached to the 2nd Marines in action against Japanese-held Tarawa in the Gilbert Islands. Again, this is another hugely bloody battle. People tend to underestimate the bloodiness of the Pacific War because so much media attention is placed on the Atlantic War for a variety of, I think, politically correct reasons. The Pacific War was unbelievably bloody. The conduct of the Japanese military was incredibly vicious. In fact, in terms of how the military engaged with with American POWs, significantly more vicious in the Pacific than in the Atlantic. The first to disembark from a Jeep lighter, First Lieutenant Hawkins unhesitatingly moved forward under heavy enemy fire at the end of a pier, neutralizing emplacements and coverage of troops assaulting the main breach positions. He led his men on to join the forces fighting desperately to gain a beachhead and repeatedly risked his life throughout the day and night to direct and lead attacks on pillboxes and installations with grenades and demolition. First Lieutenant Hawkins returned to the dangerous mission of clearing the limited beachhead of Japanese resistance the following day. He personally initiated an assault on a hostile fortified by five enemy machine guns and crawling forward in the face of withering fire, boldly fired point blank into the loopholes and completed the destruction with grenades. He was wounded in the chest in a serious fashion and he steadfastly continued to fight, destroying three more pillboxes before he was caught in a burst of Japanese shell fire and mortally wounded. And of course, there's a lot of focus in the United States on World War II, but the reality is that we've had so many Americans fall in wars that are far less glorified by the media, the Korean War, the reason that South Korea exists today, the Korean War. The story of Bryant Womack, a medic who continued to help fellow soldiers even after losing his arm in battle. Private First Class Womack distinguished himself. He was the only medical aid man attached to a night combat patrol when sudden contact with the numerically superior enemy produced numerous casualties, according to his Medal of Honor description. Private First Class Womack went immediately to their aid, although this necessitated exposing himself to a devastating hail of enemy fire during which he was seriously wounded. Refusing medical aid himself, he continued to move among his comrades administering aid. While aiding one man, he was again struck by enemy mortar fire. This time, he lost his right arm in the mortar fire. He still refused aid, knowing that he would probably die. He insisted all efforts be made for the benefit of others who were wounded. He was unable to perform the task himself, but remained on scene and directed others in first aid techniques. The last man to withdraw, he walked until he collapsed from loss of blood. He died a few minutes later while being carried by his comrades. Vietnam. The media, again, tends to treat the Vietnam War as a sort of blot on American history. The reality is that the men who served in Vietnam were every bit as brave and heroic in defending American freedoms, yes, and in defending the lives of the Vietnamese as men who served in Korea or served in World War II or served in World War I. The fact that, that the media have tried to treat America's loss in Vietnam as some sort of boon to the world is full scale insanity. The fact that hundreds of thousands of people floated themselves off the coast of Vietnam in boats to escape the clutches of Ho Chi Minh. The fact that Pol Pot, in the aftermath of America's abandonment of Vietnam, proceeded to murder a million Cambodians just demonstrates that where America fades, evil tends to win. Stephen Bennett was the pilot of a light aircraft flying an artillery adjustment mission along a heavily defended segment of root structure. A large concentration of enemy troops was massing for an attack on a friendly unit. Captain Bennett requested tactical air support but was advised that none was available. He also requested artillery support, but this was denied as well because of the proximity of friendly troops to the target. Captain Bennett was still determined to aid the endangered unit and elected to strafe the hostile positions. After four passes, the enemy force began to retreat. 
He continued the attack as he completed his fifth strafing pass. His aircraft was struck by a surface-to-air missile. It damaged the left engine and the left main landing gear. Captain Bennett did realize that recovery at a friendly airfield was impossible. He instructed his observer to prepare for an ejection, but he was informed by the observer that his parachute had already been shredded by the impacting missile. Captain Bennett did have a good parachute. He could have ejected, but he knew that if he did eject, the observer would die. Captain Bennett instead elected to ditch the aircraft into the Gulf of Tonkin, even though he realized that a pilot of this type of aircraft had never survived a ditching. When the plane hit the water, the aircraft cartwheeled and damaged the front cockpit. It was impossible for Captain Bennett to escape. The observer did escape and was rescued. Okay. Humbert Roque Versace. Okay. He was granted the Medal of Honor for his activity as a POW during the Vietnam War. Again, people tend to discount the treatment of American POWs in times of war at the hands of vicious enemies. While accompanying a civilian irregular defense group patrol engaged in combat operations, Captain Versace and the CIDG assault force were caught in an ambush from intense mortar, automatic weapons, and small arms fire from elements of a reinforced enemy main force battalion. As the battle raged, Captain Versace fought valiantly and encouraged his patrol to return fire against overwhelming enemy forces. He provided covering fire from an exposed position to enable friendly forces to withdraw from the killing zone when it was apparent their position would be overrun. He was severely wounded in the knee and back from automatic weapons fire and shrapnel. He resisted capture with the last full measure of strength and ammunition. He was taken prisoner by the Viet Cong. He assumed command of his fellow American prisoners despite being kept in irons in an isolation box, raised their morale by singing messages to popular songs of the day, leaving inspired messages at the latrine. Within three weeks of captivity, despite the severity of his untreated wounds, he attempted the first of four escape attempts by dragging himself on hands and knees out of the camp through swamp and forbidding vegetation to freedom. Crawling at a very slow pace because of his weakened condition, the guards discovered him outside the camp, recaptured him. Captain Versace scorned their exhaustive interrogation and indoctrination efforts and inspired his fellow prisoners to resist to the best of their ability. When he used his Vietnamese language skills to protest improper treatment of the American prisoners by the guards, he was put into leg irons and gagged to keep his protestations out of earshot of the other American prisoners. The last time that his fellow prisoners heard from him, Captain Versace was singing God Bless America at the top of his voice from his isolation box. Unable to break his indomitable will, his faith in God and his trust in the United States of America and his fellow prisoners, he was executed by the Viet Cong September 26, 1965. And these stories, if these aren't enough to remind you what has been sacrificed for the freedoms we enjoy, and really how important it is that Americans appreciate their own history, when people say America has never been good, when people say that America has never been great, these men were great. And they fought in defense of American values that are indeed great. They fought and died and sacrificed their lives in defense of something higher. And that does mean something. And, and, and every war has heroes like this. Every war that America fights has heroes like this because America is filled with heroes like this. Michael Murphy in the War on Terror, his team was pinned down in mountainous terrain. He had to leave cover to make it a higher ground so he could call for help. Okay, while leading a mission to locate a high-level anti-coalition militia leader, Lieutenant Murphy demonstrated extraordinary heroism, says his Medal of Honor citation, in Afghanistan. On June 28, 2005, operating in an extremely rugged enemy-controlled area, Lieutenant Murphy's team was discovered by anti-coalition militia sympathizers who revealed their position to Taliban fighters. As a result, between 30 and 40 enemy fighters besieged his four-member team. Lieutenant Murphy valiantly led his men in engaging the large enemy force, the ensuing fierce firefight resulted in numerous enemy casualties, as well as the wounding of all four members of the team. Ignoring his own wounds and demonstrating exceptional composure, Lieutenant Murphy continued to lead and encourage his men. When the primary communicator fell, mortally wounded, Lieutenant Murphy repeatedly attempted to call for assistance for his beleaguered teammates. 
Realizing the impossibility of communicating in the extreme terrain, in the face of almost certain death, he fought his way into open terrain to gain a better position to transmit a call. This deprived him of cover, exposing him to direct enemy fire. Finally, achieving contact with his headquarters, Lieutenant Murphy maintained his exposed position while he provided his location and requested immediate support for his team. He continued to engage the enemy until he was mortally wounded, gallantly giving his life for his country and for the cause of freedom. If, uh, if this isn't enough to, to make all of us feel a little bit more humble today in the face of such bravery, I honestly don't know what would. Alrighty, well, as you celebrate Memorial Day and commemorate Memorial Day, make it a meaningful one. Take some time to remember people who are still in the field risking their lives for American freedoms. And remember that the people who stand in the doorway guarding the United States are people who have made a choice that, frankly, is a choice that I myself have not been brave enough to make. Their courage is unquestionable. Their valor is unquestionable. And we thank them every day for what they're doing. We thank those who have given their lives so that we can enjoy days like this one. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So, I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 